Welcome, my friends, to Scrime Year over the MTG Advice Podcast. I'm Riley. I'm Dennis. And we're here to solve your problems. Dennis, you're back. I am back. I am back from the, the land of the United States. Yep, back from the land of the free, back into the land of back into the land of the also broadly speaking, pretty free. Uh yeah, reasonably free, you. I would think, compared to most places. Yeah, in the world. Um, it's good to have you. We had uh, some pretty positive feedback, actually, from the old solo episode last week. I have to say. Well, I would say the feedback was mixed. I don't know. Uh, mixed. Uh, yeah, no, that's true. There was some very good feedback. There was some good feedback, and there was some extremely good feedback. So it was mixed. Uh, was... I don't know. I didn't care for it. I didn't care for the episode. You didn't so much. care for it. No, I didn't care. Interesting. For it. Interesting indeed. Well, <laughs> listen, if you're. <laughs> Um, if you enjoy, here's, here's, here's a solution for the for the listener. If you enjoy this podcast, but really it just has just too much Dennis for you, there's mm-hmm. now a new solution that people can take advantage of, Dennis, because I've started streaming. You have, much to my, I was going to say chagrin, it's actually much to my delight. I've been pushing you to stream for a very, very long time. You've been putting a lot of pressure on me for a very long time to do it, and I finally bowed to that pressure. And I had a decent time, I streamed for the first time this week, and it's been it's been going okay um, I might keep, I might stick with it. I don't know. I kind of want to stream other games than Magic, but I just feel like I always have to stream Magic because that's what people want to watch. But I just want to kind of stream like Runeterra and like Overwatch and you should stream, Assassin's Creed. You should and, stream what you want to stream, man. Even if like twenty percent people less or whatever watch it, or even more, like yeah. you should stream what you want to stream. Yeah, stay 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 true to the artistic integrity of the stream. Exactly. Yeah, the creative vision. That's right. Anyway, uh, twitch.tv slash uh, Riley Curry Tower. If you want to come and hang out, I'm going to stream. I, I should. You said I should get a schedule together, but it's going to be like evening times, European times, so like afternoon, morning, afternoon time, American time, right? Yeah. I'll try. I'll try to build an actual professional stream schedule, like a real streamer. We'll see. I got to play uh, Magic Legends, really. Oh, is this the Mamorpaga? I got to play the Emitaga Mamorpaga at the Pax. <laughs> give us Dennis a uh, give us a, qu- a quick uh, a quick game review of the Mutka Mamorpaga. Yeah, have you play have you ever played Diablo? Uh, yes, I played Diablo. Well, okay, there you go. <laughs> okay, well, Dennis, thank you so much for your <laughs> wow, what really incisive journalism there. Just just an old hack and slash pick up. No, it's fun. It's good. Stuff. It's just it, it is largely speaking just Diablo. The thing that sets it apart is you have um like a deck and you have four cards in your quote unquote hand at any given time when you p- cast into a spell, I guess, which is just like using an ability. Yeah. It goes to the bottom of your deck and you get a new one. So you do have this kind of awkward energy where you're flipping back and forth looking at what's going on in the battlefield or in, in play yeah. and then to the bottom right to see what spell you have coming up. But it has this like cool rhythmic cadence to it that does yeah. actually make it feel like magic. And they've distilled a lot of the stats down. So like on the back end, they have an algorithm or whatever that checks like how much damage a creature can do, how much, you know, what its total HP is, what different resistances it has and stuff. And it distills that down to uh, power and toughness literally like oh that's so cool that's really cool when you summon when you summon a flame tongue kavu it is a four two that's so sick yeah and, and it will beat like a giant three, growth three. yeah gives giant growth gives it plus three plus three that's so they've managed to like do a bunch of complicated mathematics um, they're, they've got the, the best the world's best mathematologists on it in order to distill complicated stats into into just two numbers yeah, and like there is great care to making it feel like magic, and it does. It, it, to be fair to the to the folks over Perfect World, it does feel like a magic game. So I'm actually excited to play it when it comes out. Riley, we play the uh, sponsored by Channel Fireball ad for uh, for jokes a lot. We make fun of it. We make fun of you know them shoveling cards yeah. into a furnace and things like that. But this yeah. week, you have genuinely been availing of the services of ChannelFireball.com. 
they they've gone just mental. They've gone absolutely mental. I don't know what I don't know what they're thinking. And again, that, this I'm is sh- a line we play a lot, but genuinely in this case, they have gone a little now, bit off what, the rails. What are they doing? They're giving away Black Lotus if you sell your cards to them. I'm sure people by now have heard of the Buy List Bonanza, right? I got an email from from Andy, the edit, one of the, you know, one of the, the the behind the scene, the editor, basically, the bloke who's in charge of all the content and everything. He's like, all right, here's the ad read for this week. Make sure you you know make sure you read this out. It's like I don't need to be told, mate. This is insanity. So the Buy List Bonanza that's going on at the moment, right? If you sell your cards, you can head to if you want details, you can head to channelfarber.com/slash/giveaway, and it has all the details there. By the way, but but the, the long and the short of it is, right? If you sell your cards to cfb.com this time, like channelfarber.com this time, slash Buy List, right? In March. For selling cards, in order to, if, if you give CFB the opportunity to give you money, yeah. right, they will then give you prizes potentially for giving you that money. They're giving away booster boxes for Korea. They're giving away thousands of dollars of store credit. They're giving away um, uh, golden tickets, right? Yeah, they're, let's let's boil it down. So every single day. They're giving away a box of Aquaria, a golden ticket, which gives you free entry to a Grand Prix or entry to a command zone at a Magic Fest anywhere in the world, or they'll double the price of your buy list, whatever it was. They're doing a raffle for those every single day. And then at the end of the month, they're doing the grand prizes where they're giving away $1,000 in store credit, a case of Aquaria, that's six boxes, a case of Masters 25, a case of Iconic Masters, a guy, a foil Gaia's Cradle, a foil Jace the Mind Sculpture, a playset of Underground Seas, and a unlimited black lotus Riley. actual literal black lotus it's insane well actually sorry we should stop we shouldn't talk about the black lotus too much because i'm going to win that one so let's not get people's hopes up about that one sorry you could win four copies of underground sea you're not going to win the black lotus that's going to be mine but that's still huge this is ridiculous. Yeah, right? every twenty-five dollars of cards you, worth you sell to Channel Fireball this month. Um, the, it's already started. Uh, the giveaways don't start until March twelfth because they want to give you time to you know ship in your bodies and stuff. But there's plenty of time. Yeah. Every twenty-five dollars you give away counts as an entry into the sort of the grand prize thing and then the daily prize thing as well. And they've bumped their thirty percent store credit bonus up to thirty-five percent. And like I know we sound like big shills right now, but this is genuinely too good a deal to pass thing. up. I, I, I like I know so. I don't know. Obviously, like, I have a really good relationship with CFB. They've taken really good care of me and I'm more than happy to spruik their products whenever I can, you know, or they offers their deals and giveaways. But this is the sort of thing where, like, I'm going to my mates and saying, hey, Greg, you know how you said you were wanting to sell those cards, you just couldn't be asked putting them on card market or doing anything else like that? Pack them up. Pay for the postage to send them across the Atlantic to CFB because this yeah, is like, this is, an, like, this is a ridiculous matter of fact. The other thing, the other thing as well, like so, I've I've obviously spent a little bit of time with with the buy list and looking at that sort of stuff because you know, and when I'm putting together decks for articles or videos, I look at how much cards are buying and selling for that sort of stuff. They're like that. I just kind of assumed that every card retailer was just going to get you with their buy list prices. Mm-hmm. You know, like you get fifty percent or whatever. Like when I was, I think ten, and I went into Card Heaven in Melbourne to sell the foil Clefairy that I had pulled out of a, a Pokemon card booster pack, right? And they were selling it for $12 and they offered me four. And I was like, no, you're selling it for $12. So you have to give me 12. And they're like, no, that's not how it works. I'm like, but you, you're advertising it for 12. It's not fair for you to give me four, right? And I just assumed that was what was happening with anything. No, if you want to sell a cryptic command, which is roughly speaking worth, I don't know. I mean, if I, I, the price is different on either side of the Atlantic. Over here in Europe, you'd get maybe 22, 25 euros for it. See if we all buy it off you for 20 bucks. Yeah, like the the buy list prices are ridiculous. Um, and dude, whole, if you stack if you stack that thirty five percent store credit bonus, that's twenty seven dollars. 
Like if you just want, if you want to upgrade, you know, if you want to turn all of your draft chaff into a modern deck, this is the time to do it. I don't know. Like I know we sound like huge shills and I know I talk, say this sort of stuff every week because I'm paid to, but oh my goodness me, the Bylist Bonanza is just, it's, it's, mate, it's absolutely ridiculous. It's it genuinely really is, unreasonable. It, and I, like, I guarantee you, you have cards lying around the Channel Fireball want and there's never been a better time to sell them. And that, that's just the honest to God truth. There's, this isn't even like, obviously this is a hashtag no. sponsored ad or anything, but this, this really does feel different. <laughs> I mean, this one is this. Can I? Can, so I've, I've put in. I put put in two buy list orders already, right? Because they they only let they only let you put in uh, two hundred fifty cards at a time. So this is where I'm selling it like that. Temple of Enlightenment, two bucks. They'll just buy that for two bucks. Bunch of dumb, stupid cards from Conspiracy, like those actual Conspiracy cards. Twenty five fifty cents. You're just leaving them in a box, right? You if you ten ten of them, that's five bucks in your pocket. Easy game. All those dumb planeswalkers you've never like Sark and Fireblood, an unplayable planeswalker from what was it like? 20 M- M19, right? That is $4. That is four human earth real American dollars that you can then go and buy cheeseburgers with. <laughs> you are leaving money on the table. It is obscene. Go to channelfiber.com slash buy list, sell your unwanted cardboard, and you're going to win. You're not going to win a Black Lotus, but you will win four copies of Underground Sea. You're going to win a case ha- of I love Korea. how you've just reserved the Black Lotus. Oh, the Black Lotus is definitely mine. If, uh, the thing is, if I win it, everyone's just going to be howling, rigged, rigged, rigged. But you know what? That's just that's just the way it, you know that's the way it goes sometimes. So anyway, um, this is the longest ad we've ever done. But please take it seriously. Go and do this. It, like go go and sell your cards CFB because you're going to make so much money. They're giving you money. It costs you nothing. It costs you nothing. They're giving you money. It's unbelievable. Anyway, let's do some advice, Dennis. Yeah. First piece of advice: buy extra cards at JohnBible.com. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly the best advice I've ever given. Emmett writes in Riley and asks, I just started playing Magic about three months ago, and I just recently started listening to the podcast. I really love it. Thanks, Emmett. Not really a question. That's Oh, wait, there's more. There's more. Sorry. What are some general tips or reminders you'd give for improving at the game when new? I think I... I, I, wonder, I, I wonder if Emmett is saying they really love Magic or they really love the podcast. Oh... I'm assuming it's the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming it's the podcast as well. Maybe they hate playing Magic, but they just they're just glad that they've got to uh, they've got to the podcast. No, obviously right, right. it seems like What's Emmett's. The- uh, you know, wel- welcome first of all, Emmett. It's 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 lovely to have you have you along. Welcome to uh, welcome to the rest of your life. Yeah, um, this is this is a this, this train has no brakes. <laughs> the train has no brakes. It has there's no there's no emergency exit here. So uh, so welcome along. It's great to have you. I want to go off Mr. Garfield's tips well and where, where do we start with this, Dennis? Where, where, on what level are we starting with this uh, with this question? So Emmett has already started the fastest way to level mm. up at the game of mm. the good Dr. Garfield's Magic the Gathering, which is just consume content, man. Consume content. I play. mean, that's number one. I right? mean, number well, number one is probably just play. If you just get in the reps, if you're just playing all day, you'll improve at a pretty, pretty steady clip. But the, the cheeky mm-hmm. way to do it, to do it while you're folding laundry or, you know, on the bus or whatever... Mm-hmm is yep, consume content dishes, yep. and you're already at one of the best places on the internet to do it channel fireball has some of the best players in the world playing every format you could imagine up between channel fireball and the team cfb youtube channel constantly like and mm. i mean i don't i don't think scrammy river is necessarily the best place to improve your skills magic but we are glad to have your ears for a couple of hours you know, for an hour a week but uh, <laughs> we'll take them if you're looking to improve read duke louise huey these are people you want to talk to yeah, yeah, Martin User, all the rest of them as well. Yeah, so consuming content, I would say, is probably the... I mean, that's the fast track, right? Because it just exposes you to a mm-hmm. high level of play. We learn as humans, we learn by imitation. So if you want to play, you know, Teamer Adventures and you watch Martin User streaming Teamer Adventures for four hours, you're just going to pick up yeah. 
better lines of play. Monkey like, oh, this see, is where I play Monkey the- see, monkey stack monkey- triggers correctly. Yes, monkey, <laughs> monkey see, monkey stack triggers. That's exactly right. Um, and that's how I learned, you know, just, just gorging myself on CP's content, uh, Star City Games content as well years ago and, and you know, watching streams. I mean, this is, what, seven, eight years ago. There there wasn't even as much content and streams no, and all that sort of stuff. No, now. Now it's now you can, you know, you, every day there's just reams and reams of stuff to read, hours and hours of videos to read. Um, you should uh, you should definitely watch some streams. I can recommend one good one. Twitch TV slash No, don't watch me. I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll I'll teach you very. I'll teach you very. I'll teach you all the wrong lessons. Um, but I I think we can be a little more specific than this. One one thing that's one thing that's going to help you is is to determine your identity as a magic player, right? What do you, what do you what do you want to get better? At? You say you want to improve the game, right? Where where do you want to go with this? Do you want to be uh, an FNMN boss? Do you want to start grinding uh, GPs, going to Magic Fests? Do you want to get onto the PT? You know, is this is this what you're looking to do? And once you've got the answer to those questions, you can start to dial down on on like a roadmap, right? Yeah, and broadly speaking, the same tools are going to get you there. Self-reflection, focus, understanding of like, you know, game states and things like that. But a lot of it is rote repetition. When you're starting mm-hmm. out, so much of your mental RAM is being used on reading cards, remembering how much life you are, remembering to draw every turn, remembering to untap, f- figuring out like what's a good attack. Where after a couple of months playing, like you're three months in and you're already listening to like what I would consider a relatively esoteric Magic the Gathering podcast. I think you're pretty deep down the rabbit hole. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but once you get, a, you know, six months a year in, Mm. It becomes instantly clear to you when you look at a board set, like, can I attack here? Do I have attacks here? And you, and, and you don't have to waste RAM on that. So you start thinking about, oof, which, um, you know, which hand is, is a good, is this hand a good keep? Which, how should I sequence playing my lands? What am I hoping to draw off the top of my deck? Mm. And you'll find as you play more and more, the sort of upper level brain function is freed up for that kind of thinking. Exactly. And you'll start. Uh, diverting uh, mental energy towards uh, other things even further than the stuff that you were saying, Dennis, like what is my opponent playing? What should I be playing around? Which cards might they have in this situation that explains the way that they're playing, especially in Limited, you know, when there are combat tricks all over the place. Yeah, you're playing at, um, you're playing at Gabriel and Lassif's speed right now. You're deriving magic from first principles every turn. Yes, yeah, which is obviously, you know, how, how like, you know what? There's no judgment here. There's maybe a little. No, Gabriel seems a hell of a lot better match than I am. There's no, you know, I'm not well, it's, because, it's because he relearns how to play the game at every during every upkeep step. You know, he's constantly learning. Um, I have untapped seven other, lands. These seven lands can be used to generate mana that I can use to cast my spells. Uh, another potential angle for you to take here as well is, is is determining your your identity as a magic player when it comes to what kind of decks you like to play, what kind of strategies you like to play. Because especially in older formats, right? I wouldn't say this. This isn't advice so much for standard, because standard generally rewards being able to play kind of any deck you can you want to pick up. But in pioneer, in modern, in particular, these are formats that reward mastery. Right? I don't think this is. I don't think I, I disagree with you here. Okay. All right. I, I, dissenting opinion. Go ahead. Yeah, I agree that those formats reward mastery. That's definitely true. You can zero in and be like, I'm a person who plays control. I'm a person who plays combo. Yada yada. I don't think that's a good way to develop as a new Magic player. Okay. All right. I, I can I can see where you're coming from, but what I'm saying is that ultimately, once you get to a point where you found kind of your, you know, your line. Once once you Reed Duke have found your Jund, a lot of Maybe. the time I would you, say you might find something that resonates with you. Sure, that's a little different though. Well, I, I don't, I mean, off, well, maybe this is because I don't like challenging myself that much. Maybe this is the mm-hmm. wrong answer. But like once I find a deck that I really like, I go very deep on it. 
And my, the strategies that I enjoy tend to be of a similar bent, right? So sure. in, in a given format, I will, if I have to succeed in the format, which is very rare, I don't often have to like play competitively or whatever. But if I need to, I'll be like, right, what is the deck that is going to suit me here? What's the deck I'm going to enjoy playing the most? Because that's going to give me the biggest leg up to winning because I'm going to be having fun. Maybe that's a different priority. I don't know. Maybe they, maybe this is just bad advice, but this is something that I've found has, has helped whenever I've wanted to succeed in a format is making sure that I am at least I think cognizant of or enjoying the deck I'm playing. Or I think so many Magic players, I would say upwards of 80% of Magic players are far away from the point where they need to start honing in honestly like i okay. think i think you play like I, I this is something i say an awful lot i think you play limited because i think limited teaches you specific skills it doesn't mm-hmm. teach you like sideboarding or deck building as much in the same way that constructed does but what limited like playing a bunch of scapeshift will make you better playing combo playing a bunch of blue will make you better playing control playing a bunch of limited will make you better playing magic yeah that's true yeah there's, there's actually there's no argument against that like playing playing limited just it's like um you know, in like if you're playing like WoW or something, right? Mm-hmm. And you have to level up different proficiencies, like specific. I haven't played WoW for years, so maybe I'm wrong on this one. But like, you know, if you need to work up like your, your leather, your leather working skill, you need to do a bunch of leather working, right? But if you need to, if you want to level yourself up as a player, right, you just have to play the game. And that's what Limited does. Limited provides you general XP points that give you those level ups just because, you know, you're attacking and blocking. It's, it's, it's good, honest magic. They're, you know, you're playing around combat tricks, you're doing combat maths and, that yeah, that's the fundamental axes axis on which the game kind of kind of rotates. Or in, yeah. or in Skyrim terms, you can craft three hundred iron daggers and build yourself an amazing piece of armor by learning to play Scapeshift perfectly. Or you can yeah. just run around and explore and do a bunch of quests and just get better at the game. Which I think, I, 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 yeah, I yeah. think so. I would say number one, play. I think that if you want to, if you want to broaden. If you want to sharpen the widest variety of tools, I think limited is the best way to do it. And number two, consume content, which it sounds like you're already doing. Yeah. The other good thing about limited as well, and this, you know, we're talking about general tips and reminders for improving at the game. But I mean, one of the other aspects aspects of the game, of course, is, is building a collection, having yes. access to cards. And that's another thing that limited does, right? You get a big pile of uh, you get a big pile of draft chaff, but a, a bunch of rares. And once you start getting enough rares, that you can start trading towards a you know a standard deck, or you you, you level that up again. Channelpub.com slash buy list. Yeah. That's how you're leveling up your connection collection this month at least. Um and so limited is yeah, I would I would definitely have a, a a strong focus on limited, especially this year. I don't know. Maybe I'm getting a little ahead of myself with the advice I was saying before, but I guess I I just love identifying with, you know, dumb green strategies no, and I find I it agree really there. rewarding. From, from, from an emotional resonant perspective, like this is the kind of deck I like to play because it is fun, that's fine. Yeah. From like from I think I think far many most magic players would benefit far more from improving their fundamentals than they would from honing yeah, in. You're on probably a right. Deck. I, I, I think you're right. All right. Well, I'll, I'll walk back that advice for you know maybe you know rather than the three months, maybe three years into your magic career, right. you can start sort of looking at that sort of thing. But um, yeah, I, I, I think we've 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 covered it off pretty pretty neatly. Play, consume content, build out a collection, and uh, and as well, there are other skills that magic will teach you that are going to be really benefit beneficial to you just as a human. And yeah. you should definitely lean into this from an efficiency decision making perspective. Yep. Being honest with yourself about, like, a lot of people, you know, you play, uh, whenever I play, like, Overwatch or if I play any, any other online, uh, uh, multiplayer online games, everyone's always going to blame everyone else. Oh, mm. I didn't get healed enough. Oh, you know, you can't shoot. Oh, you terrible DPS. That doesn't happen in Magic. I mean, it does to an extent, but nowhere near as much because Magic players generally are more honest with themselves. Like, well, I probably didn't do something right. I'm going to go back and, and figure out what it was that I could have done better or that sort of thing. And this just makes you better as a human when you're thinking about yourself in that way. It's like, well, how could I have dealt with this challenge at work better how could i navigate this social situation better it's so 
these are skills that you're going to develop just naturally as a magic player and lean into them man lean into them yeah the whole like give me the agency to change the things i can and the strength to you know not care about the things i can't and the wisdom to know the mm. difference magic teaches you that yes. in spades it really, really does. So, welcome along, Emmett. It's great to have you, not only as a uh, you know as a as a scryhard, but also as a, a you know a new member of the Magic community. We hope you're going to have many years of of rewarding and an enjoyable time playing this glorious game. Yeah, no, uh, I hope I hope the the, the fresh wizard robes fit well. And- <laughs> All right, Dennis. It's time to slake the thirst of the listeners. They didn't get any last week, and they're only getting one this week. It's mm. time for power moves. Um, we're going to jump straight into the power move of the week because we've only got one power move to share this week uh, for a reason that will be uh, abundantly clear very soon. But, uh, Dennis, the power move of the week this week comes from German Gary Oak. And uh, I really, really like this one, obviously, to, to you know, to receive the Mark Boyd Award. It's got to be it's got to be oh, a club yeah, banger. It's a pretty good one, one. certainly is. So German Gary got in touch and said, I would like to formally submit the power move of taking out a long book such as Moby Dick or War and Peace if your opponent takes too long on their turns. There's two things here. So for, it's uh, so Three good. things. First of all, this is great. Second yeah. of all, the the line for what too long means is is where the, the meat on this power move is. I would like yeah. I would I would whip at the book every time I pass priority, mate. <laughs> oh, because as well, well, there's an element of disdain in that as well. Yeah, yeah. It's like I don't need to pay attention to the game. You 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 do your silly little, little turn. I'll be here, you know, reading about Ishmael or whoever else, right? Yeah. I don't know who the main characters of War and Peace are. Um yeah, but I think the bigger the book, the better, right? You want to pull out like Atlas Shrugged. No, no, no. What's the best book to pull out? What's the best book to pull out? Well, okay, clearly we know the best reading material to pull out, but you're not allowed to consult notes during the, the game. Obviously, pulling out the how to, how to play, <laughs> the, the learn how to play yeah. magic thing, yeah. What would be the best book to pull out? Well, send in your answers, because I think War and Peace is a good one. Just You want one that's really big, right? No, no, I want, I, no, no it's not about heft. I want, I want a title that is relevant to the situation. Oh, you want a title. I want, like... I think the heft... I, I understand what you're saying. I think the heft is a good one. Like, if you're playing as someone who's slow... Oh, for sure. Like, like, I like, the heft isn't bad. I really like your angle on it. I like your angle on it. It's like, I don't care. I'm not going to watch what you play. I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm more interested in my book. That's good. But if they're being really slow, you're just like, well, I'm just going to get a little bit of a light reading material mm-hmm. out. Do you know who did this? Do you know who literally did this? Pulled out a book in the feature match over Pro Tour one time? Who's this? John Finkel. What? Yeah. I mean, it's not as exciting. as I've sort of clickbaited you here a little bit. Well, they got deck checked. Oh, I guess that's a little still, more reasonable. Yeah, a little more reasonable. But I mean, <laughs> it's just like, you know, because a lot of they just kind of, you know, the time they just kind of sit there and, uh, you know, and, you know, have to sort of make small talk or whatever else. But he just pulled out this enormous, like, fantasy book. I don't know. I, it wasn't this, but, you know, something like, uh, you know, the the Oathbringer or whatever, right? Yeah. Huge, big book. And just sat there and read until the, the judges brought their decks back. It was very, very funny. Um, really what, what would what what would the best book to like the best BM move book right what would it be? Mm-hmm. It's like it's something like it's like it's like how to talk to idiots or something right something in that it's something like that like I was thinking it's it's the it's the the nightmare version of how to win friends and influence people it's yes. something like that right? I want to basically I'm trying it's to figure it, how I can wrap an insult to my opponent in the book I'm reading. It's it's a self help book that's like how to deal with people who are much more stupid than you. Yes, 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 yes. I don't know if that self help book exists, Dennis. Maybe that's the market. That, that's the next project for us to move into. I guess. Have you ever heard of the book that's like how to make ten? The, the, the title of the book is like I'm butchering this anecdote, but the title of the book is like how to make ten thousand dollars writing a book. Have you heard of this? Is this a real book? Go on. Uh, and when you when you when you buy the book, it's like three hundred blank pages, and the first the first page just says step one write a write this book. Oh, that's that's 
All right. Great joke. You did it. Well done. I, I, allegedly, that book exists. I don't know. I've I, I butchered the, the numbers. Might be off a little bit, but like that's the that's the crux of the the the, the gotcha joke. It just it has to be wrapped in plastic at, at the bookshelf at the bookshelf because otherwise people just be like, oh, this is interesting. I'll flip through it. I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'm not buying this. Yeah, You're it's got to be a like sealed hardcover. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be shrink wrapped. Anyway, anyway, the reason we're only doing one power move, Dennis, is because you got a message uh, from Nathan Minette that is, is yeah. kind of taking us down a different path this week. We're shifting gears. Nathan Martin says, Dennis, as a kind of opposite to power moves, what are the nicest things an opponent can do to create an enjoyable game that is sometimes overlooked? And uh, you know we we're big fans of power move uh, power moves, and that's not changing. Like we're definitely uh, we're definitely wanting to, to keep the power moves coming in. But how about some reverse power moves? Yeah, what's a, what's a better name than reverse power move? Um, a powerless stay. We're trying to figure out the opposite of the words <laughs> power move. <laughs> a weak a weak stay. No. Um. Well, let us know. Let us know what you think the the name of this segment should be, and let and send in your reverse power moves. Uh. Final title TBD. I've got some suggestions. Yeah, what do you do to make your opponents to make the game a more enjoyable experience all around? Uh, if your opponent's playing combo or storm or anything that involves floating mana, just help them with that. Just get out the cards. I've like seen you get use, out the actually, dice, yeah. the dice for them, and and you know make sure they make sure they're you're, you're, you're ticking up and down their mana that sort of stuff because it's hard enough for them to go off right as it is. You know, uh, and and if you want to, uh, the thing is, high level players will do this. Huey will sit down and count and and count his opponent's mana for him, for, yeah, for yeah. you know, for them. There's a joke and, that I often make that I don't know. I'd like you to tell me. You, you can be the litmus test. Does this qualify right. as a power move or a reverse power move? It depends on how earnest okay. you think it is. So right. when we're shuffling up and we're drawing our hands, my opponent will often say, "I'll say, uh, good luck." Mm. No, my opponent will say, "Good luck," and I'll say, "Good luck to you too." And then like, quote unquote, under my breath, but in a way that I know they can hear, I'll just go, "Not as good as mine." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just a dumb little joke, right? Like, right? it's about intent. It's about intent. Have I told you about the guy who used to curse decks back in Melbourne? Excuse me? Have I told you this story? No. Have I not, hang on. Have I told you this story IRL? No. Have I really not? I don't think so. Okay, well, I'm not going to name this person because they know who they are. But, but I turned to person... them and I said, Jonathan, I need you to stop doing <laughs> <laughs> There's a person who used to play, I don't know if they still do, uh, in Melbourne, right? Back where I was from uh, in Australia. And... Uh, you know, you'd sit down, you, you, you shuffle up, you present, and, you know, you normally just do the cut and then hand the deck back, right? Mm. So this person would either cut or pick up and shuffle your deck. That's fine. Perfectly fine to do that. But then they would put the deck back down in front of them and before sort of, you know how you sort of slide it back over the table mm-hmm. or like present, like let's say, oh, let's here, it's ready for you. They would then curse your deck. So what does that mean? So what they would do is they would mutter something under their breath, Right. While doing what I can only describe as, you know, after you've gone to the toilet, you've washed your hands and you do that, like, flick to get the water off your hands yes. when there's not a towel. Yeah, they, they did that, like, pointed at the deck. That's amazing. I want to, like, but you know, my- go ahead. Do you know, do you know the funny thing about it? Not a trace of irony. Oh, that's weird. It's super weird. Like, it's not, it wasn't funny. No, now I it's not funny first, anymore. Now it's weird. The, the first time they did it to me, I laughed. And he just, they just looked at me with just an absolute de- dead eyed stare. Like, what are you laughing at? I'm like, oh, I don't know, like that. And then I went and told my friends, oh, yeah, 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 you just got your deck cursed, mate. You better you better undo that magic. So what we then started doing, of course, is cursing each other's deck. But then if you cursed, each, cursed someone, you could undo the curse by, like, um, I guess doing the reverse of flicking your like fingers. Like, kind of like, like you're kneading dough. Yeah, yeah, Like, you have to pull all the bad the bad curse the energy bad out of it. Exactly. But this, but this, this person did it unironically. That turned that turn from a fun power move into a weird, weird story. Now, do you know this person well? Were they just doubling down on a bit? No, it wasn't a bit. It seriously wasn't a bit. 
That's it, weird, it wasn't man. it wasn't funny. It was just, and that's the thing. Like, if I did that to you, or if I did that to just people generally, people know I'm a bit of an idiot. Like, it's just it's just a yeah, joke. Yeah, but right? yeah, if we were sitting across, then you put your hand on my on the on the deck and like rolled your eyes back in your yeah. I'd be like, oh gosh, that'd be fine. But no, this person did it apparently earnestly. I mean, maybe maybe it was just a big joke and we're all the butt of it. But from what I know, it was. Do you know who this would definitely get? Go on, Mashi. Mashi is deeply superstitious. Oh, is he really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's convinced oh, my apartment man. is haunted because it's a really, really old building. I didn't um, know that. Like, really, like, the building I live in is like three Oh, I'm going to get him so good next time. I'm going like, to, like, set up a ladder yeah, behind yeah. his seat so he can't um, leave the seat without going underneath the ladder. Ooh. And then on the other side of the table, because in, ta- in case he tries to climb under the table, I'll put, like, a bunch of black cats on the yeah, other side yeah, of the yeah, table. Yeah, smart, 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 smart. And then he's going to be stuck. He's going to be stuck. Yeah, no, oh, I, think, I, think, I think this would genuinely deeply freak him out. But yeah, please do let us know your genuine power moves. The old well has run a little bit dry. And courtesy of Nathan's only suggestion, do let us know your reverse power moves, things you can do to reverse make the, the magic playing experience better for everyone involved. Just it's just a little bit nicer, you know, maybe something like maybe you've got a, you know, you've got an extra playmat or you turn your playmat, you rotate your playmat 90 degrees so you can both use it if you're on like a grubby Aww. table or something like that or... I've seen I've seen that happen before. That's you know that sort of stuff. Lending decks out is a really nice thing that people do all the time. Or even cards if, even or whatever. if your opponent like just plays a card that makes a token and you have it, you know that kind of thing. Yeah, just little things. Yeah, let us know. And if the, you know, and if there's ways to turn that into a well-intentioned power move as well, like we're definitely looking for legend moves, not asshole moves here for this one. Let us know. But you know what? It's a brave new world of power moves and reverse power moves that we're into. Uncharted into territory very, for sure. Uncharted territory. I'm looking forward to getting stuck into it. Thank you, Nathan, for, uh, for getting in touch with this idea. I'm not sure if the listeners at home can hear this, but this uh, next question has a special guest on the podcast, which is the bird outside my window that won't shut up. <laughs> the listeners can, I can hear it loud and clear. The listeners can definitely hear it. What's oh going on? What kind of bird is it? All right. The folks over at Ponder Podcast really write in and ask, how do you help someone who is invested in magic but just isn't having fun playing anymore? This is a burnout question. This is a yeah. burnout three takedown for the PlayStation 2 question. So let's uh, let's first of all give a quick shout out to the Ponder Podcast. I think they're mm. coming up on their hundredth episode, so that's a huge achievement for uh, for TJ Melvin and and Jamie. So uh, go and get across their podcast. Have a listen to it. It's uh, you know it's probably what the second best Magic podcast. Channel Five podcast. It's it's the second best Channel Five. Well, I mean it's only out of two, isn't it? Really? So oh, that's yeah. the real well, insult. We'll, we'll, we'll give him second. That's fine. Oh, no, there's Magic Fum. I forgot about Magic Fum. Yeah, no, we'll give him second. That's fine. Um. Anyway, yeah, how do you deal with... How burnout. Do you deal with burnout. Dennis, I've been burnt out on Magic before. I've been burnt out on Magic before too. Are we, are, we, are we allowed to... Is this Wizards illegal? Are we going to be put in in Wizards prison well, by we, Watsy we, if we talk I, about it? I don't it? think we're subject to $500 fines. I think we're okay. <laughs> Am I going to get a $500 fine if I talk about how I got really sick of Magic at one point? Mm. Um, I don't know if any people, oh, I was going to say, I, was, I don't know if anyone's noticed this. Of course they haven't. I was going to say, I don't know if anyone's noticed that whenever Eldritch Moon cards get played, I don't know the names of them. Of course they don't notice. I don't know the names of any cards that ever get played on stream. So why now, would anyone ha- ever How this? voracious do you think your fans are that they're like keeping itinerary of like, oh, Riley doesn't seem to like that card very much. I'll put it in the well, maybe pile. Based on my uh, based on my Twitter mentions, whenever I sort of flub something on the uh, oh, on any sure. streams that I'm on, Dennis, I would say they follow pretty bloody closely, With a mate. Key no, ear, listen, yeah, fair. Um, I, I kind of took some time off. Oh, that's not even the right way to say it. I just I, I backed off enormously uh, with Magic around the time of Shadows Over Innistrad and Eldritch Moon. Had a bunch of stuff going on professionally. I was just, I, it wasn't like, it was half Magic, half, oh, I'm just going to do some other stuff, you know, with my free time, whatever else they're like that. Um, 
But right, Riley, was, Riley, me... let's let's turn this into a mini game. Go on. Can you tell me all three abilities on Liliana: The Last Hope? Yes. Uh, so upstairs, uh, target creature gets minus two, minus one until end of turn. Uh, minus. Oh. Now here we two? go. Uh-huh. Minus two. Minus minus two. Uh, put the top two cards of your library into your graveyard. Return a creature card from your graveyard to your hand. Uh-huh. Um, and then I don't know what the ability, the ultimate. I don't know if it's like I guess my minus seven. Wow. Yeah. Is it minus minus seven? Yeah. Um, at the beginning of your upkeep, make X zombies two two zombies where X is equal to the number of zombies you have plus two. I'm going to get you on a technicality here, mate. Yeah, go on. The plus one is not up to an entire creature. It's minus two, minus one until the end of the turn. What is it? Until your next turn. Ah, for the entire turn. Okay, mm. yeah, sure. Yeah, but it's a fair No, call. yeah, you did pretty yeah. well. I, I looked up just like the most viable card in um, Eldritch Moon. For some yeah. reason, because uh, I was thinking EMN, I was about to call the set Electric Moon, which is one I'm very interested in playing <laughs> now that I mention it. No, that, Dennis, shh, we can't talk about that. Oh, no, sorry, that's NDA. Yeah, yeah. That's NDA. We can't talk about Electric Moon. The yeah, I just, coming, to see uh... if you, I just wanted to see if you knew the most, like, quote unquote, played <laughs> card from Eldritch Moon. Uh, yeah, but you know, when whenever they, like in Pioneer, especially when some of these weird cards cards are coming out of the uh, of the woodwork, it's just I I just don't know all of them. But but you know that 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 Mausoleum Wonder came, and the like, yeah, yeah. I mean, that burnout came at a time where I just needed like I I was very I could very clearly see what was going on and, and what the solution was, and it was just time. Mm-hmm. So. You know, the, this question, it's pretty clear. How do you help someone who is invested in magic but just isn't having fun playing anymore? Honestly, and maybe this isn't the quickest way to solve this problem, but honestly, I mean, time, man. It's just time. Like, if they're heavily invested in magic, chances are it's not over for them. They just need to no. take a set or two off, maybe recharge the tanks, maybe go and play some Legends of Terror, enjoy a different game for a while, and then eventually, because no one quits magic, man. No, eh, no you always come magic. back to magic. You always come back to magic. I'm trying to figure out which Burnout Racing game came out at about the same time as Eldritch Moon to see what is your Burnout equivalent. Have you ever played Burnout the Racing game? I haven't played Burnout the Racing game. Oh, they're great. They're a ga- Are they really good? Yeah, it's a car racing game where you're incentivized to crash into other people. Oh, is it like street racing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like you're supposed to take down other other cars. That's like the whole purpose. And like, I, I, oh, it's just gr- it's it's Mario Kart for grown-ups. Yeah, but there's no weapons. The only weapon is your your throttle. Like, <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. No, I never played any of them. Is that is that a a, play, a PlayStation game? It's a PlayStation. I mean, Burnout Three Takedowns one I remember. And I, I'm sure some of our listeners remember fondly. Please let us know on uh, on Twitter. That came out in 2004. So Burnout oh, Paradise wow. and stuff. Yeah, no. Probably. I never had a PlayStation out. until I bought a PlayStation to play like God of War and Red Dead Redemption. So I never, I never had a PlayStation before that. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I, I was trying to see if there was a Burnout game that came out in right 2016. There doesn't seem to have been. So, how how else do you do with Burnout, Dennis? I mean, you've been burnt out on Magic yeah, before. You, you like said you that. said, what, what, you got to just dip your toe in other games, man. And like, and you'll you'll realize soon that there are things about Magic that you've learned to take for granted, like how often the sets mm-hmm. come out, how deep the gameplay is, the const- like the mm-hmm. the depth of you know the depth complexity of deck construction of things like Limited, the f- the community and stuff. Then these things yeah. are just missing from a lot of other games, and you know, absence makes the heart True. grow fonder. Yeah, I, I you know I think that if you're gonna, I don't know there are two there are two there are two angles here. If you're you know, if you pull someone or something closer to you, it, it sometimes can only make them struggle to get further away. So if you've got someone who is invested in magic but isn't having fun playing anymore and you want to have them, like, bring them back in straight away, you actually might do more harm than good by making them feel pressured or forced to be part of something they don't really, mm-hmm. you know, they're not, they're not, they're not feeling the, the fire for anymore. But the question that the, 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 the verb that is used in this question, Dennis, is help. So how do you help them? Right, if you're if they're a third party, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe you shift go gears. and play a new game with them. No. Maybe you well, try let, out. Let's let's try keep it in the magic ecosystem. 
Okay, all right. I think you can shift gears. But like, if you guys usually play commander, be like, hey, you don't go to a draft. If you guys usually draft, yeah. be like, hey, don't go play commander. If you guys usually don't, if you guys usually play on Discord on Arena or something like that, suggest going to a physical tournament or vice versa. Let's mm-hmm. buy, you know, unsanctioned. Play that. You know, it's actually really, really good packaged magic product that is a little bit different. Mystery Booster. No, no, no. Well, Mystery Booster is amazing. That's the Mystery whole other is game. It's so good. Yeah, but anyway, Explorers of Ixalan is really, really good. Oh, the board game. It's it's not it's not board game. It's just magic, mate. The no, it's a, it's a literal board game. I've got I've, I own a copy of it. Yeah, but the core of the board game is four of you play magic together. Sure. Yeah. It, there it, are it's board game a, elements. It is, it is a magic variant. And That's visually, yeah, yeah. it is identical to Catan, which is interesting. But, yeah, exactly. The hex of the hex square. The hex but uh, it's a stuff, lot, yeah. a lot, a lot of fun. And the decks are all pretty low power. And the game is about exploring the island. It's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I would really recommend it. So yeah. I think I think trying some magic variants, but like you said, if you don't want to put pressure on them, then yeah, go with them to play Runeterra or League of Legends or CSGO or Civilization VI or whatever you, or whatever you, you know, or yeah. Mortal Kombat or whatever it might be. Yeah. I think that, you know, if you're in a tight-knit, magic circle and there's someone who's kind of pulling away from a little bit i think if you force them back into it they may quit for good afterwards if they feel pressured if they feel like this because Ah, nobody quits nobody quits no but man okay all right this is gonna i'm gonna bear my soul a little bit here speaking of as someone who has stuck to social groups that i shouldn't have because i felt like it's all i had Mm. right I, i like you know, I've I've stayed quote unquote friends with people, doing things I didn't want to do, playing games I didn't want to play, spending time in in situations I, I didn't want to spend time in, because I thought, well, this is all I have. These are my friends, and that you know that's all. And there was no compromise there, right? Mm-hmm. So if you've got a friend in your in your in your EDH group, and they're saying stuff like, hey, you know, look, you know, how about how about we play a board game next week instead of playing EDH? And you're like, no, 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 come on, we'll just play, we'll play EDH again, that sort of stuff, right? You're you're gonna make them feel bad because they probably going to feel like they don't have a choice it's like oh well if i want to hang out with my friends i have to play edh and i i'm kind of burnt out and i don't really want to like i'd love to bring Catan or or civ or or, or whatever I actually don't play the civilization board game I, no no, no. Play, play civ together on discord the civilization board game garbage it's really? so bad if oh if you like if you enjoy sitting around and reading rules for an hour and a half and then not really wanting to play after you finished let me tell you about you. the most, and this is a sorry by the sorry ponder podcast. We got way off track here. Let me tell you about the most impenetrable board game I have ever played in my entire life. Go on. It is called Mistfall. Have you ever played Mistfall? I haven't played Mistfall. Mistfall is supposed to be like an RPG game, kind of where the the rules and deck of the game are the DM, and you are four adventures, whatever, going on an adventure, right? Okay. This game, Riley. My, somebody mm. lost a bet or a Faustine deal with the devil. They're like, I'd like to make a board game, and the finger on the monkey claw curls or whatever. So, oh wow, I'm looking at I'm looking at pictures of the setup here. It's a lot, right? It looks like someone has opened a, a, a case of Magic: The Gathering cards uh-huh. <laughs> and mixed them up with. Oh my goodness! Oh, and mix them up with the game of Warhammer. What is going on? Yeah, yeah. So first of all, so we, me and three buddies of mine, this is an expensive game. It was like seventy-five euros. Okay, it's an expensive game because, as you can yeah. see, if you Google it, there's a you know metric ton of pieces and cards and stuff. Yeah, it's it it, it gets sold with one of those air, the the stickers they put on airports on heavy luggage. Yeah, so, yeah. so we bought it. And we there are three hundred and eighty-five cards in this <laughs> yeah. game, Dennis. So we crack it open, all right, and we're like, okay, 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 okay. And we start reading. We start reading the war. Like the rule book of this thing is big enough that you could take it out as a power move to read Dennis, while your opponent's taking their turn. Eight boards. Yeah. It has eight boards. It's, it's not a board game. It's a boards game. Boards 22 game. 22 location titles. 
153 game tokens. <laughs> and like the the game the game is algebraic in that it'll be like at the start of your turn take two helmet symbol plus and then open bracket two heart symbol minus x no. sword symbol and add it to no. your hand and I'm like no. So you're doing high school mathematics in order to play this dumb so, oh it's like, insane fantasy so we, board game. we we bought it and we cracked it open and we spent I would say, I mean, I, I exaggerate in stories a lot, and my perception of time was warped because it was boring, but let's say it was probably, it was genuinely probably about an hour opening it up, popping out all the things out of the grids and stuff, you know. The fun Set, part. Yeah, the fun part, right? Setting up, and we got halfway, I think, through the first turn cycle, and we were like, we can't do this. This is untenable. And then we, we left it in the game store. We left it in the LGS because, you know, one of yeah. the, we knew the guy who owned it. And we came back, uh, you know, three, I came back six months later. I was like, hey, can I pick up the copy of Mistfall that we bought? And Dave, the yeah. guy who owns the store, was like, it has since bested three playgroups. People have come <laughs> in and been like, can I try uh, this game? And Dave will be like, you got it. And no yep. one's managed to play it. So uh, if you look. out there, if you're, if you're like a massively highly ranked reviewer on Board Game Geek and you think I'm some sort of moron for not being able to play this game, let me know. Let me know if it's actually worth it in the end. Right, I still have a copy of it. It's in the house. Its complexity rating is three point nine four out of on on BG on five out of five on BGG. Wow! I just want to know. I I, I want to know what the fives are. What is the five? I want five? to know what the fives are. What is what are the fives? There's it's, no. Uh, can I get to the complexity rating? No, there's no list. To, okay, well we'll we'll have to we'll have to circle back to that one. It was wow, insanely complicated. So yeah, miserable. Ponder podcast and indeed anybody else has heard this burnt out on magic. Suggest a different game to them. By God Almighty, do not suggest Mistfall. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 Dennis, do. It'll send do. them running back to magic. We've we've cracked the case. If you want to, and I promise this podcast isn't secretly sponsored by Blazer by Blazer Kubaki, the the designer of Mistfall. Here, go and buy a copy of Mistfall. Try to play it with your, you know, your mate who's trying to wriggle out of playing magic with you. They're going to come running yeah, right yeah, back yeah. to EDH as soon as you do that. Oh, Dennis, we cracked the case. We did it. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of Scry Me River. It's been great to have your company. Of course, we've got to do all the boring housekeeping stuff at the end here. Thank you to Channel... Welcome, folks at home, to the secret podcaster than a podcast, Shaharazad Me River. Charizard Me River. Charizard Me River. Yep. Uh, what you been playing, Dennis? Uh, so Nikki was at PAX with me, or Nikki was at PAX the same time as I was, I should say. She, like I was yep. there for a bunch of other stuff, but Nikki, Nikki was like, oh, I'll go. And she went, and we had a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and as part of that, we went to the console free play room one of the evenings, and okay. Nikki doesn't play console games ever. ever. Nikki's my girlfriend for context, in case you don't know. Yeah, Nikki, Nikki's a real gamer. She's not one of them fake she's a console PC gamers. Gamer, yeah. She's like, why yeah, would I play yeah. on a console? I'm like, because it's an ergonomic controller designed to play video games, it's not designed to do spreadsheets on. But anyway, I I really like console. I play a lot of PC games. I really like. Oh consoles. no, Dennis, you are you are casual trash. Right, I think okay, everyone okay, okay. I mean, you, everyone realizes that. But she was like, "Ooh, let's play Mortal Kombat," and I was like, "Okay, we played Mortal Kombat," and she liked it. And um, so, what oh, I, is this uh, Mortal Kombat? What is it now? 11? Eleven. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. I bought Mortal Kombat Eleven, and we've been playing against each other, and she's pretty good. But we're mm-hmm. I, we're on the on ramp priority. This is the yeah. This is the this is the gateway, the gateway to console yeah, of gaming, course. the gateway yeah, to yeah, the yeah, Last yeah. of Us and Metal Gear Solid and all those all that good stuff. Because you can't you can't play a fighting game on a PC. I mean, you could. But, I mean, really what's going to happen, what's going to end up happening is you're going to buy one of those enormous bricks. Well, not even a brick. What are, they're like about as big as a cinder, cinder block. block. Yeah. Yeah. Arcade cabinet. Sticking out yeah. of it. Uh, yeah, five, five exactly. Sticks, yeah. 
But yeah, uh, I, I'm excited and like um, you know, it'll be fun for Nikki to hear this part of the podcast and be talking about her. She's through, you know two walls of cement away from me right now, so she might get to hear it twice. Who knows? Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Um, hopefully, this is the beginning of a long illustrious console gaming career for us as a couple. That would be very good because there are actually a lot of. I mean, no, I, I was I was trash talking you for console gaming before. Sure, but sure, there sure. are some amazing games that are only only available on console, especially on PlayStation. Mm-hmm. God of War, uh, Red Dead Redemption, Spider Man. Um, the uh, Horizon Zero Dawn I really enjoyed. Did you play Shadow Sp- of the Colossus? Did you play Spider-Man? Total, total garbage. Don't bother. Don't bother with that one. Um, no, I didn't. No, should I? Should I get it? It's fantastic. It's one of the best. Is it really good? Video games I've ever played. It's just a very, very good video game. How so? How's it so good? The combat's really fun. The traversal is really fun. People always talk that, about yeah. people always talk about Arkham City and Arkham Asylum as games that make you feel like Batman. This very much makes you feel like Spider-Man. Um, oh, that's cool. It's All got right. a decent story. Graphically, it's very, very pretty, pretty, very, very pretty, pretty game. And there's a ton of things to mm-hmm. do and collect. Once you beat the main story, it's a great game to stick a podcast on while you just like run around and pick up all the loose collectibles. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah, really, yeah. really, uh, it's it's just really, really well polished. Sweet. All right. Oh, well, I'll, I might pick it up then. But uh, Dennis, it's not going to happen before one of the biggest gaming events of 2020 kicks off. And Megan's in the room with me as well. And she's very, very excited about this game as well. Because oh. it's, Animal Crossing. Tom Nook got you on the bit. hook, mate. Tom Nook, I'm on. I'm on that. Nook I saw hook. him, mate. I saw him at PAX East. Did you go to the Animal Crossing? Uh, I did. Booth thing? I did. They had a big Animal Crossing booth done up like the village, and Tom Nook himself was there. Was he? Did he have his his uh, the, the mallet he uses to break your kneecaps when he? Uh, he was, yeah, he was, he was he beating the snot out of some poor kid, shaking down his pockets oh, for bells. Let me yeah. tell you, <laughs> got to get those bells. He's chasing those bells so hard. Yeah. Oh man, no! Look, we can't wait. We've already been we've been planning out how our town's going to look. Um, I'm stressed out enough trying to live and manage my own human life. I, I don't have time to manage the one for a small raccoon or whatever you are in Animal Crossing. Well, no, no, you play as you play as an actual human. You play as an actual human. That's weird. Still, I, so this is so Tom Nook is a six foot tall raccoon. Of course, he's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're all all the animals are the same size. Actually, are they slight? I mean, it's like like Rodney's a rat and he's a little bit smaller. But like, there's a giraffe. Megan, what's the giraffe's name? Can you remember the giraffe's name in Animal Crossing? Googling it. What? Begins with a G, she says. But they're like Rodney Gracie. and the giraffe. What, what's her name? Gracie. Gracie, yeah. Um, they're not that different in size. So it is weird. It is definitely weird. Yeah, so there's like a 5'11 raccoon. That's terrifying. I mean, not really. Yes, it is. I mean, it's terrifying for other reasons, but... <laughs> I guess it would be pretty scary if you met a 5'11 raccoon. Yeah, all right. I'll, I'll, I'll take your point. Yeah, no, that that, that is true, yeah. Um, I had another point to make. What was I talking about? You play as a real person and you get to design a little home. Yeah, yeah, this is the thing. I think I mentioned, I don't know if I mentioned this last week or not, but the reason that Animal Crossing is so widely popular, Dennis, there was a tweet about this. That someone's figured it out. Someone's figured out why Animal Crossing is such a lucratively a successful franchise for Nintendo. What is that? It just allows millennials to live out their, their ultimate fantasy of owning property and oh, having the friends. the ultimate unrealistic fantasy of uh, having time to spend with your friends, time to have hobbies and owning a home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's the... Anyway, I'm looking forward to it so much and... Um, I guess. Oh, mate, it'd be very cool. I can, I can like share my friend code with people, and we can like hang out and visit islands and that sort of stuff. And they've, um, they've, they've Nerd. disabled, they've disabled Nerd when you uh, when you go to someone, <laughs> when you go to someone else's island, Dennis. You can't use your shovel or your axe. Oh, you so can't, you can't grief. grief. Yeah, you can't. You can't go and chop down all the trees, which is which is disappointing because that that would have been that would have been good fun. Anyway, I'm looking forward to it a lot. I know I sound like a huge nerd, but whatever. We're all nerds on this blessed day. Anyway, I think I think the podcast's done. We're done, Dennis. We're finished. We're done. Thank you all for listening. Please send in your questions, queries, quandaries, and paramoves to at Strangek or at Riley Quarry Tower. Uh, please check out Riley on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Riley Quarry Tower, so he has to stream more. It's hilarious. And um, yeah, thank you for listening. We'll see you all next time. 
Thank you to Joe Kim Karad, of course, for the theme song Shine. Go and listen to his music as well. And yes, do come and listen, do come and watch me stream. So it feels like I'm not, you know, I don't know. I don't like giving the Dennis. I don't. I, I don't like giving Dennis the opportunity to say I told you so. But like, it is fun. And if more people come and watch, it'll be even more fun. So do do Woo! do come and yeah, whatever. All right, one zero to Dennis. Unfortunately, this week we'll see you next time. <laughs>